0: 18 plus. Talk Radio. This program has been made possible by Weatherby Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest. Weatherby Asset Management is dedicated to providing exceptional wealth management services by forming partnerships built on trust, understanding, and thoughtful advice. For more than 20 years, they've been offering objective perspective, personalized planning, and sophisticated investment management to individual investors and families, as well as pension plans, foundations, and endowments. Contact them at www.weatherby.com. Weatherby Asset Management, located in San Francisco and New York City.
1: Good morning, Cindy. How are you?
0: Good morning, Gail. How are you doing?
1: Very well. Thank you so much for joining us again here on Sylvia Global Media. We're excited to have you here talking about how to hire and
0: retain the services of a ghostwriter. You know, it's such a huge thing these days because, um, Gail, a lot of book companies have changed how they operate since the Great Recession. And it's really easy for people to self-publish books through Amazon, which is what I always recommend. So, you know, now it comes to the, the point of I want to get my book out. I've dreamt of this book most of my life. How, how, how am I going to do it? And if it's really taking a really long time for you, it kind of makes sense to hire a ghostwriter, someone who is going to help you just like you hire a personal trainer or you hire, hire an accountant. So, the ghostwriter is becoming sort of a staple in some people's lives.
1: How has um, has the services been of the ghostwriter evolved just as the publishing industry has also evolved and there's so many
0: other options for writers? It's funny, you know, book, book companies were a lot different before the recession. They, you know, would give, a, you know, just so many book deals out. They would, you know, give pretty decent advances but uh, that's really changed after the recession. A lot of book companies are just sort of looking towards publishing famous people's books. So you know, it's it's one thing if you have a sitcom on TV, easy to get a book deal. But even if you're just someone who has a great business platform or a great psychological platform, a little tough to get a book sold to a book company. But the great news is you can publish it yourself and have it be on Amazon and. You retain all the rights, and, and then if your book does well, then you might get a book company coming to you saying, hey, we, you've taken this as far as you can, go. you know, we'll buy this from you now and we'll take it to the next level. So it's it's really easy win-win situation, but the only thing is now you've got to get that book done to get it out there. You, you actually need, you need to, the actual book to be, to be done. So
1: how far along does a listener need to be with their own book before they realize or they
0: proceed with hiring a ghostwriter? Well, I would think, and I've, I've done about 40 ghostwritten books over the years and a bunch of my own. I would think if it seems like it's taking you more than six, eight months to get your book done on your own, then you probably need some help. With a ghostwriter, you should be done with your book in about six months. So if it's just taking forever, maybe you pick up your book once in a while and then you put it down for like a year. I I hear people who tell me, oh, I wrote 50 pages and it was great and then I didn't touch my book for six years. So if you just find like you have these big stops and starts or you just, you're at a stuck point where, you know, you've got a lot of great ideas but you just, it's hard to get them on the page. So that, that's the time to say, well, wait a minute, you know, how important is this to me? How important is it to my business? Do, are you in a kind of business where you're doing a lot of public speaking, which is an awesome way to sell books? So, you know, a lot of people are a lot of people saying to you, like, you know, I love your philosophy of parenting or your philosophy of business. Do, do you have a book out? If you keep getting that, you might want to say just for business reasons, it's a really great idea. I should really get my book out. This is going to take my whole career to the next level.
1: So how, where would someone begin in terms of identifying a ghostwriter and a relationship that's most, um, that they're most comfortable with and
0: that's affordable within their budget? Well, I would say, and, and it's weird with ghostwriters because it's usually through personal referrals. So, you know, that, that's the tough part. But another thing you can do with ghostwriters is, you know, a lot of times in the, acknowledge, the acknowledgement section of books, people will think they're ghostwriter. Maybe there's a book you love, and go back and go into the acknowledgements and see who helped the person with the book. And that's one way, and you could always Google their name and find them on LinkedIn or Facebook. But uh, kind of tough, you know, it is a little tough to figure out who you like, but once you find a few names online and... There's a lot of professional writing services. One thing I would warn against, and, and I've run into this with a lot of people who come to me, a lot of people come to me and say, well, you know, we paid somebody a lot, and they made us do all the writing, and all they did was kind of check it over like they were the teacher or something, and we were a student. And, and that's a different thing. That you shouldn't get involved in because you're, you're, that's going to a writing seminar, and you don't want to do that. You're hiring a ghostwriter to actually do the writing for you. You're reading it over to make sure you like it. So that's, that's one of the little pitfall things I would, I would watch out for.
1: How does someone get out of a relationship or contract that with a ghostwriter if they feel like they're not compatible or the services and what they were expecting
0: um, once they you know, start proceeding down that path? Well, one thing I would definitely type up an agreement with your ghostwriter, and I would not give them all the money right up front. I would pay them monthly, you know, figure out what kind of fee you want to, you would like to give them, and then I would pay them monthly, you know, maybe even in the agreement you could say if either one of us wants to terminate this agreement at any time we can with it like maybe 30-day written notice. So that leaves you an out. And it's, it's sad, but I get a lot of people coming to me saying, I fired my ghostwriter, I hate them, and for, for whatever reasons. I, I had a lady a few weeks ago who was a veterinarian, and she was like, you know, I want my book to be really simple sounding so everyone can read it. And I hired this ghostwriter who used so many big words and made it so hard to understand. And I kept saying to her, I don't like this. And she just wouldn't listen. She was like, well, this is good for you. So well, that's the one. thing I also tell people is, your book has your name on it, and books are forever. They're just there forever. So you should be happy. It should sound like you, or the way you want it to sound. So if you if you don't like how your ghostwriter is going, there's no you know no problem with saying this is not working and moving on to maybe getting another ghostwriter.
1: Cindy, when you mention um, a book is forever, how has kindle um affected or does it even come into play when thinking about writing a book um you know this has does that offer more advantages from your perspective i mean you've been in this um, wonderful business of doing such incredible work for many years and you've seen how it's evolved has kindle or um, electronic reading electronic books does that work to the advantage or disadvantage
0: of authors, in your opinion? Well, Gil, first of all, thank you. And, and second, it really has worked to the advantage of people who have always dreamt of having a book because there's so much out there now. Kindle and Amazon has a thing called Create Space where they you know, do the self-published books. And it used to be there was sort of a stigma on being self-published But now, absolutely not. And if you really go to Amazon and sort of do a little detective work, a lot of humongous books are self-published, and they look gorgeous. I mean, they work with you on a cover. They work with you on how your inside pages look. So, you know, no stigma to it at all. And that's also thanks to Kindle. I mean, there's such an appetite for people going, oh, you know what, I just listened to Gail Sylvia's great show. That's what I'm gonna go right now, I'm gonna go download her book on my Kindle. So it's such an immediate thing and and I and I always tell people if you have some some kind of public forum, maybe you're doing a podcast or you know, you're doing a lot of speeches around your town, it's a great idea to have your book because people could be listening to you speaking at the same time ordering your book. So so it's so immediate now where it used to be remember the good old days when we go to the bookstore for two hours and, you know, spend a lot of time picking what book we want. And I, I sort of miss those days, but it's not like that anymore.
1: I miss those days along with going to a record store. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like, the, you know, being able to touch and feel, you know, and just just the, the, the process or the, the time of, you know, thumbing through and picking up and, you know, just exploring. I just like the exploration, you know, and um it is different, but I guess that with the differences come new ways to explore and to find enjoyment. You know, it's just getting to that point of that transition. You know, accepting the transition.
0: Nothing no, will be inside no, records. Ahead. In suburban Chicago I spent so many hours in there as a young girl and when if you hung out enough, they give you the posters off the wall once the album became oh, wow. old.
1: Wow! Wow! That was that right, so awesome! It <laughs> That's, so it's, it's, it's something special. else earlier. It was you know those are really um, valuable you know memories that I think play a part of generation. and so now it's you know evolved into something new and it'll have significance um, for this generation and all of us as we embrace the transition. He said said something earlier about looking inside the book and looking at who the um, author gives credit to. One acknowledges that they've had someone assist in creating their book. So is there still um, in some ways a stigma attached, just like you had mentioned previous stigmas attached with self-publishing are now diminished? Is is there um, a diminishing stigma or has there at any time been a stigma
0: associated with hiring the services of a ghostwriter? You know, there still is, and it's so funny because I can't tell you guys her name, but I did a very well, well, well-known well, supermodels book, and it was ghostwritten. And when she thanked me in her acknowledgments, she wrote something so weird because a few times she took me on these massive hikes through the canyons of of L.A. She liked to, she liked to dictate her book while we hiked, which I was almost dying, Gail, because, you know, here I am, you know, maybe a little out of shape hiking, wheezing, and trying to get this, get this book on tape. But... Um, she thanked me in her acknowledgments uh as someone who was her hiking buddy, and that was it that was not that was all she was like she named me and she's like, "Thanks for helping me do all my hikes and so you don't have to really say thanks you know Meg Smith for helping me write my book you can you know you can not thank them at all if you don't want to or just put them in a the laundry list of people you also want to thank but But I think you know the thing is. You are still writing your book. You're just saying your book, and the person's putting your words down on the page. So I just think, you know, you should still feel as the author. You're the author, and they're the writer. And you should still feel you're the author. It's your words. It's your ideas. But they're just helping you craft it, just like, you know, you might say, wow, my house will look great with hardwood floors. I'm going to pick the floors. I'm going to design everything. And then, but you're not going to actually put the floors in. You don't know how to do that. So it's just, it's sort of a service thing that helps you get your project done.
1: Do the expectations vary amongst ghostwriters in terms
0: of the type of it not? Yeah, they really, they, some, some ghostwriters are starting their careers, so they want to have a huge say in your book because this is a calling card for them. And to and that's good and bad, it's bad because they're going to try to voice their ideas of what you, they think your book should be. Good, they're going to work hard. But, you know, I, I would say, you know, I think you want someone who has a little experience where, you know, they're going to give you nice attention, but they're going to listen to what you want. Um, I, did, I did a lady who did a book on mothering, and she had a very upfront way of talking. Sometimes she even had a few swear words, and I loved it. I thought it gave her a lot of personality. But I think other writers would have been like, oh, no, this is about mothering and that's sacred and, and we can't have any swearing and, and, uh, and not terrible swears, just little words. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, it was her choice to have that. And your writer should listen to you. You're the one in charge. It's your book. And you should be able to say, no, you know, this doesn't sound like me or no, you know, this sounds like a college professor. I don't want to talk down to people you You should be the one who has the ultimate say. And you know with your Ghostwriter, too, I like to take a minute at the beginning of these books and find a tone that people like, which is how it's going to sound. And you know you can ask, say, you don't have to feel shy and go, "Oh, yeah, that's great, just because the words are on the page." You could also say, "Oh, you know, this doesn't really sound exactly like me. Can we just try it a different way? Let me see it like a little bit different way. We're not talking about rewriting three chapters. Maybe it's just like two pages. But get that tone in the beginning so it sounds like you, and then they should be off to the races and be able to finish the book.
1: What would the what do our listeners need to have in place that would help? I think I'm losing you, Gail, here. Uh Can you you hear me now?
0: Yeah, now I can hear
1: you. That's good. Oh, Um, my question is what would our listeners need to have in place What are your recommendations for the three things that they should have in place in order to allow the ghostwriter to be the most effective at helping them get their book off to the races and out into the marketplace?
0: I think one thing is really think it through. And this is good use of that time when you're on the treadmill, when you're driving and, uh, you know, or you're on a plane ride. Think it through. What, is, what do you want to say in this book? And a lot of people just say, oh, I want to tell my life story. And some people have fascinating life stories, and that's good enough. Or they had something sad or, or very dramatic happen to them. So, you know, but think about it. You ask yourself this question. What is the beginning of your book? What's the middle? What's the end? And have an idea so you know what you want to talk through. The worst case scenario for ghostwriters and authors is when someone goes, well, I want a book, but I really don't know what I want to say. and I don't really want to tell too much. One thing is decide you're going to commit. Because I also can't tell you, I'm not going to tell you guys who this is, but a major, major, uh, huge singer came to me once, and she was lovely to work with. But every five minutes she would say, well, I don't want to tell that for my book. No, I'm not going to talk about that. So, and this wasn't even really controversial stuff. It was nothing. And don't, then you don't really want to do a book. Kind of commit that you're going to really reveal some stuff. And, or, you know, if you're talking about business, that's a different thing. But, you know, make sure that you do have, you know, a beginning, middle, and end. And, and ask yourself, would I buy this book? Would I want to read this? And if you're thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe you still need to sit and refine your idea and do that before you hire the ghostwriter. Make sure, you know, ask, ask a few good friends. Does this sound like a good book topic? And see what they say. Cindy? Yeah, oh, I lost you again, yeah. Hello? Hello, Cindy? Yeah, well, I you. there. You keep kind of going in and out.
1: Hey, Cindy. Yeah, I, I heard you there. Yeah, what's um, what's appropriate in ter- determining the pricing for a ghostwriter and the skill level?
0: You know, I think if you have a ghostwriter who's very experienced, you know, to write an entire book, and and consider that ghostwriters before the recession used to make about forty, fifty grand per book. And now that it's post recession, I think you know, everyone's lowered their prices dramatically. So I think you should figure they're going to charge you probably somewhere between eight and ten thousand dollars to write your book, and and this is going to be like a lump sum that you're going to pay out every month. So it's not going to be sort of. Some people are like, well, do you get an hourly fee? And that's hard because who knows how long writing takes. So I would figure maybe you're going to work on your book for a year. You know eight months, so maybe you're going to pay them a thousand dollars a month during that time, so you know that's 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 pretty much the going rate of ghostwriting whole books these days so it, it is a it is a financial commitment that you're making editing
1: to a rewrite or is it um, at some point when it's mutually agreed that this is good enough, let's get it out there.
0: Yeah, you should, as you go along, you should edit. Like the ghostwriter should give you pages. You edit them up, you know, and which, which means you call them the ghostwriter or, you know, just in different typeface color, write some thoughts you have on the page or make some changes and, uh, and make these changes as you go along. Then at the very end, when the book's all done, the ghostwriter, and you should sit down from page one, read the whole book as an entire book, and then make your final changes. So, you know, along the way, you'll have plenty of chances to make changes. And then, you know, at the very end, they should read the book over for you once or twice. Make sure it's grammatically perfect and, you know, the punctuation, everything is perfect. And you should read it over one more time. That's a good time to see if there's any little sticking things in your gut hits you, like maybe it sounded like a good idea to talk about your mom and that horrible day you guys once had, but then you're thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be in a book that's forever. Maybe you don't want to talk about your mom. So that's the time, if, if your gut tells you, take it out, please take it out, because you will be sorry. You don't want to hurt anybody unless maybe your book a memoir of abuse or something, and you decide that's what this is about. But, but that last read is a time to you know, think, does anything really bother me? Am I really wondering about anything? And that should be it. And then, you know, off to getting it published one or two ways. You could query book companies and see if they're interested, and you never know these days. Or, you know, you can do what I said and self-publish, or self-publish and later on go to a book company. So there are lots of options for that now.
1: Cindy Hi Cindy Cindy
0: Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. You can't drop it out there. I kind don't of know what, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on
1: here with the technology this morning. Um, you know, I was indicating that you're at the, the top of the, the game. And did you hear the questions? And otherwise I can repeat it. I know we just have a couple more minutes here. Yeah, what was,
0: what was the question? Yeah, if you could just repeat
1: so the question. Are, we could... Sure, you are and this profession and skills. I mean, you are the ghostwriter that all of us would dream of having, you know, an opportunity uh-huh. to work with. So when, you know, some, when there's a relationship that you want with a particular ghostwriter and you feel like that's the person and their schedule is just full, you know, they just can't do it, do you, what? what advice do you give to them? Do you... You know, provide referrals. Do you ask them to hold uh, on, or do you just encourage them to find someone else, or what should they do um, as well in order to get their project completed?
0: Well, thank you, Gail. And, and you know, people who are serious about their projects, you know, please, you know, give me, you know, give me an email if you write me an email. I'm at a uh, big B like boy. I like igloo. G like girl. Pics. P you like Peter, I like Igloo, excellent, x-ray, news, N-E-W-S, AOL.com. So if you're really serious, write me a note. I mean, I always refer people to other writers too, friends of mine who I know for years. But, yeah, perhaps, you know, if you like a particular ghostwriter and their schedule is swamped, uh, you can wait a few months until they're free, freed up. That sometimes is worth it. Or, you know, maybe they'll refer you to somebody else.
1: Thank you so much, Cindy Perlman, for being here again on Sylvia Global. You've been listening to some times, columnists, your entertainment columnist, health columnist, Cindy Perlman, and also a a ghostwriter. um, and just an um, absolutely magnificent uh, lady, and I'm just so thankful to know you. And we look forward to having you come back with some other tips and insights and inspiration, especially from the other work that you're doing, Cindy. Thanks so much for being here today.
0: Michelle, thank you so much.
1: All right. Um, Cindy, again, our listeners can contact you at dot. AOL, or what's your website address, Cindy? I'd love
0: to have people support and follow you on your website as well. Well, they can definitely check out the work I do at the, at fun times, s-u-n-times.com, lots of good uh, beauty and celebrity fun things. And people can follow me on Twitter, just under Cindy Perlman. And uh, again, if anybody's very serious about a book, Get, drop me a line at big, p i x like X-ray, news at AOL.com. Thanks, Cindy. Have a wonderful
1: day. Thank you, too, yeah, Thank later. you. All right. You've Bye-bye. been
0: listening to Sylvia Global Radio, and
1: you can hear more about Cindy Perlman's work at, at SylviaGlobal.com. Have a wonderful day.